Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, dishing out tips and tricks on mindset, money, marketing, and media for your life and business, and where we talk to women about how they found their sweet spot. Welcome to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. I'm your host, Marsha Guerrier, and on today's episode, we'll be talking with Avery Liggins, business strategist, entrepreneur, and speaker. I can't wait for you guys to get into this conversation because, you know, whenever I talk to a business strategist, we could get into some stuff. But you guys know how I love to start off the show by giving you tips and tricks that I've learned along the way in this entrepreneurial game. So today's tip is all about marketing, right? So I want to tell you that you need to focus on the benefits and not the features of your product or service. Make sure you're communicating what you and your company can do for your current and potential customers by explaining the benefits, not the features. Don't be so feature focused. Give people content that they could absorb. Showing and telling your clients how your product and services will improve their life stirs up much more desire for your offer than simply explaining the features. If you're recommending like a shampoo or like any kind of hair product for a client, for example, explain how the hair or how their hair will look and feel. What are the benefits to using it? The cleanliness, the scent, the smell. Give them visual things that you know women relate to that type of information, right? Some people may purchase solely based on the features, and most people are driven by emotions, right? So it's all about sharing the benefits of your product. All right, that's today's tip. Focus on the benefits, not the features. We're going to take a quick break and come right back with our special guest, Avery Liggins, business strategist, entrepreneur, and speaker. We'll be right back. Her Sweet Spot is an online community for women influencers, leaders, and small business owners that offer coaching, education, resources, and networking opportunities for those looking to start or grow a business. We are the go-to incubator for success-driven solo CEOs who need their own team of C-suite coaches. Here's where she will find her sweet spot in mindset, money, marketing, and media. To learn more, visit www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience, bringing you amazing guests and content in mindset, money, marketing, and media. I'm your host, Marsha Guerriere. Get your pens and paper out because you never know when our guests will drop some real nuggets and you know those aha moments that I like to remind you about. So let's get started. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. So Avery Liggins helps business owners to increase their visibility and connections so they can grow their sales and build a profitable business. As a brand strategist and social media advisor, she has assisted nonprofits, small businesses, and personal brands with their revenue and social media strategy. 
AB's background in public administration has enhanced her perspective of business systems. Her most notable position was working for former governor Nathan Deal. How awesome is that? <coughs> she is the limited, she, seeing the limited opportunities for Black women entrepreneurship, Avery created Black Women Moguls. I want to hear all about this platform, so I'm going to welcome in today's guest, Avery. Avery, welcome to... Hello, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh no, the pleasure is absolutely on mine, and please excuse me for the coughing. Oh no. I've, I've come into a little bit of a tickle in my throat. <laughs> it always comes at the worst time. Isn't it? This picture <laughs> has been something. So thank you so much for being on the show. And I want to congratulate you on so many things. I want to share more about you with our, with our listeners. I know you have so many amazing accomplishments and awards that we need to celebrate. So let me just let everyone know, okay. <laughs> outside of your entrepreneurial ventures, <coughs> you serve as the youngest board member, first vice president of the local section of the National Council of Negro Women. And for your contributions to your community, you have been awarded the NCNW Living the Legacy Award and recognized as who, who's who in Black Atlanta. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And it's so funny. Every time I hear my bio, I'm like, is that really me? Did I really accomplish that? With that? Something, right? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, make them stop saying it, but say some more. <laughs> Tell me, how did you get involved with these organizations and what, you know, really got you to, has being a community organizer or a community contributor always been something you've done? Yes, um, I would have to say it really goes back to my childhood, being a Girl Scout, working in the community and volunteering. My mom was my Girl Scout troop leader, so she ensured that I was involved in many organizations, and it carried on That's into so my fun. college years. Yeah, I know. Um, and she actually was the one who told me about the National Council of Negro Women. So when I was looking for it on the co uh, College of Clark Atlanta University, which is my alma mater, it was not there. So I was like, you know what, we really need to have this on campus. And I ended up founding this CAU chapter. Wow, a founding member of a, such a, a great organization. Congratulations to you. So, so you see, the bio never tells the full story, guys. That's why you, you, we have to start off our interviews, getting to really know the backstory about our guests. That is absolutely amazing. What kind of response did you get? Were people initially jumping on board? How was it when you first started? Yes, um, I was very happy to see that the, the reactions of people seeing that this is an organization that we need on campus. And I am so proud that it's still being carried on today. I follow them on Instagram still. I'm like, oh, look, they're still thriving. And it's uh, funny, someone else after I started the section said that they were looking to start the section. So that also just tells us as if we have an idea, we need to go ahead and implement it. Not that I did it for credit, but you never know who's looking at the same idea as you and you just need to go ahead and put it out there. You see, hello, somebody. Those were the nuggets. Those are nuggets that you never know our guests are going to drop. You, if you have an idea, 
go and execute it because someone else there is some just like they say you, there's a doppler of you everybody looks alike some everybody got a double the ideas are not all that fresh and new someone's thinking of the same thing and mm -hmm. you executed it so kudos to you for that <laughs> thank you you're welcome and so you moved on from college built creating these um amazing events and obviously you're um, your background was in public administration while you was in college. So hello, that's like the perfect thing for you to have done um, and really marries well with your background. So how is, you're currently still working? Mm -hmm. Yes. How, and you're working in government, the public sector still? Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. How has your, um, your career in the public sector helped you Become an entrepreneur. Why, why was that important for you as you were working and doing probably great work in your field? Yes, um, I think they're trying to keep me because they keep giving me more responsibilities at my job. But <laughs> um, I will say that each stepping stone, whether it was in the nonprofit sector or government, it has helped me to become more organized as an entrepreneur. It's always been ingrained in me, but seeing how the business, well, the business side of um, government and how they operate, I've become more organized in my business. I've learned systems that, especially working in the contracts and procurement part, how to definitely keep track of financial records, especially when it comes time to tax time, um, and just making sure that I document all of the processes so I can have smooth operations for my business. And writing as well, I would say. Right, that's so key that, you know, the things that we learn, I, I can't stress this enough to, to our listeners and to those that follow the Her Sweet Spot platform, use the skills and, and, and the, the things that you're learning through your career, mm -hmm. right? So you mentioned that they, they keep, they, they're trying to keep you and um, because they keep giving you more responsibilities. One, obviously you're doing such an amazing job and they, and they value you. And two, does that mean that you are, uh, in the works of going full-time as an entrepreneur, are you creating that exit strategy for yourself? Yes, definitely. I am creating an exit strategy, even though I, I am kind of playing it by ear. Um, it's unfortunate that many entrepreneurs shame, job shame people for having a career and um, a, not as necessarily a side hustle, but a full-time business. I do operate that full-time as well. But they don't understand that you can get a lot of value from working your job. It can fund your, your business and then take advantage of the training. So in the meantime, I'm taking advantage of the, the government contracting that I can learn through my job. And then if they want to send me a talk to a conference, that's what I will do as well. Absolutely. And of course, like the multiple streams, that's so important because you can't just rely on one stream these days. Absolutely. And people, you know, it, it just, it, it gets me every time I hear, um, an entrepreneur or a business coach at that um, downplay the importance of employment, even for um, side hustlers and full-time entrepreneurs like you and I mm -hmm. um, with our full-time jobs, because had it not been for those careers and those jobs, you likely wouldn't have some of the skills that you're using for your business and I remind people at the end of the day, it's usually not your job that you don't like. It's usually some people mm -hmm. and you need to create your own boundaries and your own strategies of how you will navigate your career and that side, because your job is also a side, side hustle. 
to me, sometimes I think of it, okay, that's one of my streams of revenue, right? And it's a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So you have founded several things, not just the organization while you were in college, but you are now the founder, as we mentioned at the top of the show, of Black Women Moguls. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and we want to talk about what is a Black woman mogul and why was it so important for you to start and form this company and uh, get to know more about you? (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) We'll be right back. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Welcome back to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. We are here with our special guest, Avery. Let's get back into it with Avery. Avery, thank you for hanging in there with me. Still happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. So I wanted to learn more about what is Black Woman Mogul? Is it a movement? Is it just your company name? What does it stand for to you? Okay, so definitely Black Woman Moguls is a movement. While I do teach women how to package their products and services in a way that captures their audience's attention, it's also about building collaborations among women. Unfortunately, um, in the t- their 2018 report, American Express stated that t- among Black women-owned firms and businesses, the average amount is that they generate in revenue per year is 24700 compared to 109, I think it's 109000 for women-owned business as an average across mm-hmm. the board. That was my main motivation for starting Black Women Moguls. And also, again, back to the movement, I wanted to destigmatize Black women being moguls, being, going, being go-getters, not just the business owner, but a mogul. Again, going back to the multiple streams, building profitable brands that can sustain your lifestyle. Right. And so I want to help women build a profitable lifestyle, a luxurious lifestyle, whatever that means to them, without living paycheck to paycheck. And there is definitely a difference between just a, a, a small business owner, uh, a CEO, I think, mm-hmm. um, and a mogul. I believe that they're mm-hmm. all something different, although we're all, it, it's, it does, we all do the same thing. But there's a different mindset, I believe, that comes with each. What do you think the differences are between a small business owner, CEO, and a mogul? For me, I think that moguls think big. They see the overall picture. Um, With CEOs, you can still be kind of in an employee mindset, even though I do say I'm the CEO of Black Women Moguls, but I also have other streams that keeps my mindset going towards the next vision, the next goal. How can I improve for not my, only myself, but my clients and the women who come to my events? So I think I definitely agree that there is a different mindset. And when you think mogul, um, most people think of Sean Diddy Combs and how he has his hands <laughs> in different pots of, um, of entrepreneurship. He's not just in the music industry. He's doing clothing lines and different things like that. So it can all tie together what you do. But again, it just goes back to the multiple streams in your mindset, how the yeah. vision that you see for the future. Yes, I think of, um, sadly, it is a rapper, but I think of Jay-Z <laughs> and I do think of um, moguls. I, I know we have more than just that. Oprah, right. obviously, is our queen mogul, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, where 
a mogul is building <clears throat> high revenue uh, in multiple streams, multiple industries that don't necessarily connect. Mm -hmm. Like we know, and we recently found out that Jay is uh, an art collector, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. expensive art collector. That's part of his mogul portfolio, right? right? So not everything is about the hip hop, not everything is about the game. You know, he's got uh, investments in sports. He has investments in technology. So I believe that's when you start to build things. Like where else? Those seven streams of revenue that people talk about, you know, it's just, I think sometimes a term that people are just putting out there because it's the popular thing to say today. But what, I, what you've done in creating a brand that's about moguls is that you're really teaching people and talking about the true effectiveness of multiple streams of revenue and not necessarily just, um, you know, the same product sold five different ways. Cause I, mm -hmm. I see that too. Right. right. Um, <laughs> what is the motto of black women moguls if you have one or philosophy? Yes, definitely. Um, the philosophy is connect, cr well, create, connect, collaborate. So we help help women to connect with each other so they can create um, profitable collaborations, profitable systems in their business products or services. And then of course the collaboration part, making sure that we are holding each other accountable for each other's brands to make sure that we can all win and cross the finish line. That's awesome. So it is create, connect and collaborate. Oftentimes people create and connect but they don't see the beauty in collaborations because we, we have that mindset of that, that crab in a barrel mentality and you're afraid or you, you let your fear get stuck in. Um, if you have a good idea of what your values are, then you shouldn't feel afraid, understand who you're dealing with in order to form um, real serious collaboration. So I love your philosophy, which is create, connect, and collaborate, people. Uh, <laughs> As a brand strategist, mm -hmm. it's important for me to know who you admire, right? What are brands and um, or uh, business or personal that you follow and you admire, and why do you love them so much? Okay, so there are three that well four that come to mind. I have to again give a shout out to my mother because she was the one woo, who woo. <laughs> yes who put the bug in me because growing up she would have different ventures and she actually retired so she, my mom was she had me at a late age at 43 she retired at around 50 something even though she would do other prod projects so she had the ac collection which was a hat collection and then she started a nonprofit. that's where i first saw was introduced to entrepreneurship currently um, I have three people who I look, you know, I uh, look to as inspiration. One is Coriel. She actually introduced me to the idea of starting my own travel agency, which I just recently started. And I had always loved travel. And I had this, again, this stigma of what travel industry looked like. So the, the fact that I could start my own agency and be independent, that's what drew me to the travel industry. Um, Christy Jackson out of Houston, she is the CEO and founder of Women CEO Project. And she also embodies what it is to be a mogul. She has a trucking company, 
she has, of course, the Women's CEO Project and some other things that I'm not sure about, um, but I know she does yeah. <laughs> for multiple streams. And then Ari Squires, she is the ultimate definition of a boss. You might not know not all her. of her revenue streams. You've heard of her? I, I've met her. I've, I've you met her? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that she might have felt all of her streams, but she has connections. She's getting, making sure she's getting her money, taking care of her family. And she's it's just boss. to know her. Yes. Yeah, she's <laughs> boss. She doesn't, she, she, she just um, started a fund to, um, to invest, I believe in black women businesses, her and um, uh, Keisha Knight Folium. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. I'm to hear that. Yes. Yes. They they are out here, and they, there's this huge pitch event that they do um, at least once a year, but I, I it may be a couple of times a year. But she is thebomb.com, and we yeah. love her here too. <laughs> you see, great brands. They 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 we know who to connect to. We know, you know, when you know your values, these women that you just spoke about mm-hmm. are high. Um, integrity women, women that are proving and supporting women in in the public eye. It's not a secret that they are for women ventures and, you know, uplifting our community, especially our African-American community and and, um, women with our community. Because like you said, we are the number one fastest growing group of entrepreneurs, yet we're less likely to get the support. And Mm -hmm. companies like Black Women Mobile, Her Sweet Spot. We are out here um, building, uplifting, and supporting one another. So, you know, I thank you for what you do out in our community. <laughs> and you are just awesome. <laughs> thank you. I think the same thing about you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Excuse us while we brag on each other uh, <laughs> and love on each other. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break. This is the perfect time to go into a break and uh, bring you the Her Sweet Spot Mindful Moment with Natasha Nurse. We will be right back with more from Avery. You're listening to the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Here is your Mindful Moment. Welcome to the next Mindful Moment with me, Natasha Nurse, your innovation coach from Her Sweet Spot and the content creator behind Dressing Room 8. Today, let's talk about five ways to eliminate distractions. First, set the intention. We as women and people have so much going on in our lives between our jobs, our businesses, our family obligations, personal needs. It's a lot, right? But we have to have the intention that we're not going to be distracted to actually live that truth and purpose out. So set your intentions. Next, be very strategic with the people around you. There's some people who are literal distractions. We can't have that. There's no time for that. Be savage in who you spend your time with because these people will impact and influence how you spend your time. So if you spend time with people who are not as effective and efficient and productive as you need to be, then there's time to make a change. Next, create a schedule that you actually commit and follow to. So what do I mean by that? Sometimes we what? We overpack the schedule. We say, oh, we got to do 35 things. And guess what? We realistically can only do five of those things. That's ineffective. That's not productive. 
Create a schedule that actually works, that actually fits what you're going to be able to do for that day and follow through. It is better to create a schedule where you list three to six things that you're doing for that day and you actually commit and follow those things than to create a schedule that has 10 or 12 things and you only hit four or five of them. It doesn't make sense. Create a schedule that accurately reflects what you need to do for the day. Next, don't let bad moments derail you. When we are having a moment where we can't stop going through that Instagram feed, we can't get off that two-hour phone call just talking with our friends and laughing away, not really doing things, or we are going down a downward spiral of watching a TV show when we really should be reading that book, when we really should be finishing the next module in a course. It's okay. It happens. Bad moments happen. It's a part of life, but a bad moment doesn't have to turn into a bad day. When we're an hour in and you're like, oh, you starting to realize you should have been doing something else? Stop. Look at your schedule. See where you should be doing on what day this is and make the change. Again, if you are always running with the set intention, you can always change from a bad moment to getting back to what you need to do. But a bad moment doesn't have to turn into a bad day. That's up to you. And then lastly, have weekly check-ins with yourself. The more you check in with yourself, the more conscientious you're going to be and feel about how the day is going, how the week is going. And If you do that, then you can look and and take time to figure out what adjustments need to need to happen. If this was a okay week, what could what could happen to make next week better? Check in with yourself. Make the time to write down notes about what what went on. That was good. That was bad. That was eh, and make the adjustments and move forward. So let's recap five ways to eliminate distractions. Set your intention. Be strategic with the people around you. Create a schedule that you commit to and follow. Don't let bad moments derail you and have weekly check-ins with yourself. This concludes the This Mindful Moment with me, Her Sweet Spot Innovation Coach, Natasha Nurse. If you want to connect with me and learn more about my platform, visit dressingroom8.com. This was brought to you by the Her Sweet Spot Experience, the podcast that will change your life and business in ways you can't even imagine. Subscribe and follow at hersweetspot.com. Welcome back, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's mindful moment brought to you by Her Sweet Spot Strategic Partners for your business. Uh, it's been such a pleasure talking with my special guest today, Avery, and learning a little bit more about you. But now is the time we get into the nitty gritty of business in our segment called In the News, right? So I'm going to give you a couple of a topic of an article that I read in the news, and you're going to give me your feedback if you agree or you don't agree, because it's totally okay, okay. if you have a different uh, opinion about what the author of this um, article has said. Let's open up the dialogue and let's talk about it. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's get started. All right, let's get into it. So according to an article in forbes.com here are seven things you can do to build an awesome business 
brand. And remember guys, Avery is the business strategist that helps women create awesome and amazing brands. So I can't wait to get your feedback. Here is number one. Number one is define your brand's purpose. The article says you need to truly identify why your organization exists, what your business's goals are, what your business goals are, how big you want the business to grow, and what the business needs to look like a successful business. What do you think about that? I have an issue with the word, the end of that looks like a successful business. It <laughs> needs to be a successful business. True, because many brands look good online, but they are not good, you know, with the internal operations and not building a profitable business. So I, I can definitely agree with um, that that is a little problematic. However, um, I do agree with that you do need to know your goals and your purpose because it can't just be about the money because if you're if it's just money driven your customers will be able to tell and it'll it'll just show up in the way you operate business that it's more transactional instead of having a relationship with your customer and so why you don't need to have a traditional business plan you do need to have some sort of blueprint for your business because a business without some sort of blueprint it's like building a house with no with no plan constructor construction workers know when they're going to build a house or skyscraper where the windows will go where the door will go because if they don't have that plan in motion they are likely to make mistakes and that will waste time and money so i definitely agree that a plan knowing your purpose is all important because you need to know where you're going absolutely Awesome. Number two of the seven things you can do to build an awesome business brand, according to an article in Forbes.com, is develop a powerful brand strategy. <clears throat> Everything you say and do influences the way people perceive your brand. As you set out to create a new brand or take an established brand into the future, the duty is to create a seamless experience that expresses the heart of your brand at every touch point. So for me, that goes kind of into the systems part of it. And it just reminds me of the importance of writing down all of your processes in place. And personally, for me, even if it's just writing a, an email, I write down so I won't make mistakes because I have definitely made mistakes before without looking at my plan, right. writing down. So step one, write the headline. It's as simple as that. I know it might sound stupid to the typical person, but it's important. Number two, write the content of that email. Make sure that the links at the bottom are all switched to your Black, well, for me, for Black Women Mogul's website or my Instagram as well. And so having that those systems in place contributes to the overall strategy to make sure that the process is seamless and that I don't overlook something. So that's just one example of how you can use strategy to create smooth operations. So very true. I have, when I went through the brand um, change here from uh, Women on the Rise uh, to Network to Her Sweet Spot, Mm -hmm. There were lots of places, <clears throat> I had way too many email addresses probably, but there were a lot of places where my signature didn't have the updated information. Mm -hmm. And it took me some time to do that. So it, it is part of the strategy and I, and I probably should have built that and written that out in the strategy um, as I was going and, and it was something I totally missed. So I think yeah, you're absolutely I, right. 
I actually missed it too until one day I was like, okay, there has to be a better way. So that's why I also teach it to my clients because it's something that we, when we're starting off, we don't really know. We're right. not taught that. Traditional society just says, have your business plan, but they don't teach you the process to do it or the systems that come after. Right. I totally agree. All right. Number four in the seven things you can do to build an awesome business brand, according to an article in Forbes.com, or number three, right? Number three, craft a compelling brand story. Stories inspire us. The article says they are the emotional glue that creates meaningful experiences between brands and their audience. Stories speak directly to the human condition and to our hardwired emotions and instincts. How is your brand storytelling? That is so ironic that that's um, number three. I have the perfect example of that. So at the age of 26, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And in the beginning, I was very secretive about it. I didn't want people to look at me like I was this old lady walking who could, who could barely walk without, um, you know, feeling pain. But when I finally decided to share my story and I actually used Facebook ads to do a greater reach, I was amazed to see how many other women who were, um, who were starting their business, how they had that same fear that I did. And for the first time they were speaking out about it because I, I was brave enough to share my own story. Therefore people do connect with, um, what you have to say and you never know how you will touch somebody's life through your story. I say it all the time. And that's one of the reasons why as an author, I, I, I create books where um, anthologies where other women can share their stories. Cause I'm a great believer in sharing your story because it will touch someone else, especially, you know, we get that imposter syndrome and yes. we believe that, <laughs> Well, no one really cares about my story. No one cares that I struggled. Are you kidding me? There, there's someone who wants to hear your story. So I, I appreciate you for sharing that part of your story with us here today also. <laughs> that imposter syndrome is so real. <laughs> it's, so, it's so serious and it's so real. And trust and believe everybody deals with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so number four of the seven things you can do to build an awesome business brand, brand according to Forbes.com, is discover your brand archetype. So archetypes, the article says, archetypes are universal symbols, themes, or characters that reoccur in mythology, fairy tales, literature, film, and folklore around the world. They help personify a brand borrowing established character types from human storytelling. Using these archetypes helps define a brand's personality and character. Now, I need you, this is something that most people probably have not heard. They've heard it said in a different way. So I really want you to um, enlighten everyone, enlighten our listeners as to what this brand archetype means. Okay. Basically, what it means, it, it ties to your brand identity and brand personality. They have officially created 12 um, archetypes that they have listed, which it could be more. That's just the, a general. Um, no, I think it's 12. And I think it, there's like one, one like professor, someone called somebody who created them. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And so it's the magician, the jester, um, the rebel, they have different ones. And whether you realize that it or not, each business has one. And even if it's like the mother, which is not one of the official 12 or mm -hmm. the best friend, I have the uh, brand personality of the best friend. So each tagline I say you're branding bestie mm -hmm. and it what it boils down to is it gives you a consistent messaging to reach your ideal target market right. my um, target market is typically who I attract um, is ages 24 through 34 which of course is the millennial age therefore I speak to them as if they were my friend mm -hmm. therefore it just it just dictates your brand identity and how you connect with your audience so I definitely wholeheartedly agree with that not necessarily those official 12 because it could be others but um each yeah. brand has their own identity and, and personality i think we we um can can create more than the 12 mm -hmm. um, but i know one of the most popular use out of the 12 is the the lover yeah that you know you exude love in your brand and that all of your um imagery would probably give you that feeling of an open heart and love <laughs> yeah. all right we are going to keep going with the seven things you can do to build an awesome brand business brand and number five is adopt a motto i love that because i asked you about your motto so a motto is a statement of purpose and belief. It serves as your guiding principle and spirit of the cause you are advancing. By encapsulating your beliefs into a brand motto, it gives you, your team, and your customers an inspirational idea to rally around. Definitely um, agree with that as well. It is important to have a motto, and then even when you're telling, discussing your elevator pitch to potential clients or collaborations, you can insert that model to really evoke the emotion of what you do and that they can connect um, with your vision and where you see the organization going and how you help others. Mm -hmm. I say my motto at the end of each podcast, which you will hear a little later on. We just have two more to go. So hang tight, guys. So we're at number six of the seven things you can do to build an awesome business brand. According to an article found in Forbes.com, number six is design a brand beyond the logo. I can't agree more. When you set out to start developing your brand's look and feel, you want to think of it in terms of a comprehensive visual language for your brand. Think of your brand beyond the logo mark and explore things like color palette, typograph, which is the font, textures, patterns, photography, illustrations, and iconographies uh, to create a more comprehensive brand asset bank and visually reinforce the brand across touch points like your social and your website. Okay, so with this one, I'm gonna digress a, a tad. I, I agree to an extent. Yes. But um, most people do think of when they say, think about branding, they do think about the logo, colors, typography, all of that other things. But I say branding personally is what, how you're perceived when you're not in the room and the logos and colors is just the icing on the cake. And mm -hmm. honestly, I didn't even have a Black Women Moguls logo until nine months later because that was not 
my priority. My priority was giving clarity to my clients, give, having clarity for where I was going and positioning my brand. And positioning is something that I talk about all of the time, which is at the heart of branding. And we mentioned that earlier, of course, about vision and strategy. You don't know where you're going. So it's really branding is about being intentional and asking the right questions right. Of, of your brand. So, I agree to an extent about the logo and colors and the other elements, but again, I think it's just the icing on the cake. Absolutely. It is all about, um, well, like you said, what people say when you're not in the room, right? That is what your brand speaks to other people. All right, we're at the end of the list. We are at number seven of the seven things you can do to build an awesome business brand according to an article found in forbes.com use great imagery there's just no excuse for cheesy card stock photos of people in suits shaking hands and pretending to talk on the phone we recommend using a photographer for the creation of your brand's imagery team shoots suits shoots of your office and your culture it's where we see clients often underestimate the power of creating powerful imagery for their brands. What do you say? Hmm. Okay, this one was a little tricky. I had to think about that one because I wouldn't necessarily, um, I wouldn't discount using stock photography, especially if you don't have access to a camera starting out. It depends on how you use it, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't put target market in there as the top seven, but <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> uh, because I was waiting for that. But I would imagery is important, but again, just like the logo and colors, I would say it's again, the icing on the cake. And it depends on how you use it. I've seen some, and I use stock photography sometimes in my own business, even though I have a camera, I take pictures of myself right. and of different scenes. But if you don't have access to that, I wouldn't say that don't use the stock photography, just dress it up and make it your own. Right. I think when you, when you combine it with a lot of the new tools you can find out there, you could definitely create your own personal identity with stock um, images, because I use them a lot. My, my website is full of stock images that we get free. And luckily, we find many stock images now. Um, and, and you'll find it actually across all of the internet, the same stock photos of the same African-American women. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do better. <laughs> we need to get to better pictures. We need to do better. I need you photographers to submit some new stuff. Yes. Uh, 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 but you, you know, your cell phone, cell phones now are created with all of these super high res um, mm -hmm. cameras. So you have, you're your own photographer now. So there's no excuse for, for you not to be able to create some gorgeous new brand uh, photos. You just working. If you're working alone, send us a picture. If you're mm -hmm. working with a team, when you have a team meeting, that's the best time. I love taking impromptu team meeting shots just to show, you know, we're, we're, we're a brand that connects and relates to, to people. So I think that's, you know, it's half and half agreeable yes. there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, Avery, it's been super, super, ex I'm so happy that you got time to share with me today. Thank you for being our guest. Before we let you leave, 
I want you to have the floor, let the people know what you do and where they can find you on all social media and the World Wide Web. Well, again, thank you so much for this opportunity. It went by so fast. Um, it's been so wonderful <laughs> to uh, just speak with you. And uh, I can be found by visiting www.blackwomanmoguls.com. I am also on Instagram at Black Women Moguls, and we are on Facebook at Black Women Moguls. Um, some things that are coming up, if you are in Atlanta, we are having Galentine's Night out, so everyone is welcome to attend. It's just an evening of networking, and I, occasionally I have free master classes for anyone who wants to learn how to build a profitable brand for free. Yes, yeah, so check out her website, blackwomenmoguls.com, right? And where she'll be listing out whenever her, her master classes are available uh, for you to register. And you can learn all about her and her programs. Thank you again, guys, for listening. That's our show for today. And you know how I like to end each show. Until next time, remember, when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week on the Her Sweet Spot Experience. Make sure to visit our website, www.hersweetspot.com. That's her, S-U-I-T-E, spot.com, where you can become a member of our growing community and get great content for your life and business. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We are your strategic partners to grow your business.